Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. It always feels so nice to sit. Yeah, well... It honestly does. Like, I, I, I seriously feel like I have blisters all over my feet after the weeks that we put in on the streets and the lands of Tamriel. Well, we do do a lot of walking, you know. I mean... You, you said doo-doo. We do do. We do 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 a lot of walking. Yeah, so, we do. you know, that's that's definitely a thing. How, how you been? I'm great, man. Yeah? I, I am I am body sore, but mind spry this week. I am so happy with ESO and just having an absolute blast this week. What can Ooh. I get you, boys? Oh, uh, hang on. Hold that thought. Uh, you know what? I want a Daedric Lava Whiskey. You know what that is? That Ooh. sounds amazeballs. Yeah. Uh, times two. Four for four. Times two. All right. There you go. There yep. You go. That right sounds up. really good. Yeah, it does Thank sound you. Good. Thank you. All right. So um. Anyway, good week, huh? It's 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 just been a great week. Like I have I have weeks where I feel like I get into a rut with ESO, and then I have weeks where I feel like things are just clicking. Yeah. Like clicking away, and um. Man, I I love this Magicka Templar. Like this week again. This is two weeks it's in a two row. Two weeks. Let's mark that this I down. I love this Magicka Take Templar. Notes, everyone. Yeah. Two weeks. Mark it on the Tamrielic calendar, it. my friends. <laughs> and mark don't it. get me wrong. I don't want to like stray anybody away from my thoughts of the Necro because we waited so long for that class. And don't get me wrong. It's fun. I yeah. really do like the Magicka Necro. Yeah. But I was looking for something that easily. Now, let's not forget this fact. I suck at this game <laughs> so this is a fact so i want oh. folks to understand really what i was looking for a character that i can get into with the lore and just absolutely love him a character that uh has an easier rotation than some of the other ones out there that you know you don't have to use all these different things you still kind of do and you got to know the game and i feel that i do but even with the sork my pet sork, which I was, I was hitting the hardest with my sork for, you know, vet dungeons and trials. Yeah. Right. Right. I found that in the Templar, and maybe it's just his patch, but I found in the Templar, he is everything plus more. He's self-sustaining. He's healy. He's got tons of magicka. He's a Breton, so he's got a lot of uh, sustain on him. But the DPS, my friend is just stupid and I don't have to worry about pets. I don't have to worry about my my little pet like trailing off into the into the distance and pulling the freaking bat dragon on vet trials. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't do that. Right. So it's it's really easy and I'm finding that that DPS is through the roof, at least for me. Very good, very optimal. Even without having my sets fully optimized, like I think I was talking to you about it today, yeah, I was parsing very, very well for myself, and I don't have a single thing golded yet. I didn't want to waste the resources on golding stuff until I was sure about the sets I wanted. Right. 
Now I am going to give a plug. I am using Zynode's off balance Magicka Templar build and I love it so bad. Good, 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 good. So it's just insane. So on top of that, um, tons of questing. I started getting back into questing. I'm working on Merkmire right now and probably going to dive into elsewhere on this character before the next set of dungeons comes out. And today I may or may not have uploaded a new Road Less Traveled video on the Dragon Guard in the Akaviri. Oh, did you? I did. It's a shorty, but it's it's pretty cool. And it's kind of alluding a little bit to maybe some of the things that we're going to see in the next uh, portions of the um, the um, chapters that we're going to see. Or the next, at least, story iterations that are going to continue in this chapter. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good. How about you, buddy? Uh, it's it's been it's been good. I've been sick and very busy. <laughs> That's not good. No, no. Uh, so, quick caveat to anyone listening: if I sound off or if I sound awful, more than likely we're gonna laugh at some point. I'll probably sound like a giddy little girl because my voice is all jacked up. I apologize. They uh, we didn't get to do Lore Seekers live this week, which really bummed me out. But um, I have been very under the weather, so if I sound off today, maybe a little a pinch hard to listen to, which usually is every week, <laughs> then uh, I'm sorry. But um, so yeah, you sound amazing, but oh, thanks. Uh, no, so I've been pretty under the weather slash busy with work, and um, but uh, you know, one thing I'm really finding that I enjoy. I was thinking this the other day while I was driving, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel like. Anytime now that I play a character, what really dictates whether or not I like that character is their rotation. You know, is this a rotation that I am happy doing every time? Right. You know, repeatedly right. because that's you know that's what really in game that's what you know it's about is is uh, your rotations to maintain that DPS level or whatever level of thing you're doing. You know, and I am finding now. Grant healing's different, but f- I. I am finding I enjoy my necro healer more so than my DPS, which is weird for me because normally, you know, I usually like things all across classes, but now as I play, as, as much as we've played, you know, over the course of this year, we're really kind of fine-tuning and micro- looking at things on more of a microscope as far as when we're in-game playing. And for me, like, I just, I'm really not a huge, huge fan of the PvE Magicka DPS necro. I don't think as much as I am about the healing. I love that healing. It feels so dynamic. It feels very situational, which almost like has that vibe of um, PvP to it. Because um, PvP is very situational, and so that's just kind of the rotation vibe that I, I feel with this with this character. And uh, right. I love it, man. I love it. I love the Necro Healer. So I've been really grinding on that lately, trying to get that guy up. I want him to 50 Sape. I think I'm 40, 40 and a good three quarters. So, yeah, that's gonna that'll come quickly. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah, been rocking that, and uh, it's been a good time. Been a good time. So, I like it. Yeah. Well, everybody, uh, we probably should get started. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, Lore Seekers. Uh, volume five. Yeah, volume. Wow, listen to me. Volume five, <laughs> episode three. And uh, we're your hosts. I am Jordan Butts, or Jibs for short, whatever you want to call me. And uh, joined by my brother from California, Cash. 
Yeah, buddy. So it is, it's definitely good to uh, get back on and be able to talk on the airwaves to our folks. Uh, we've had quite a blast of people coming into uh, Lore Seekers Guild this week. Oh, and that's my gosh. kind of kept us pissy a little bit, too. Oh. Um, but, man, we had an event last night that just blew my mind. Wasn't we that did. amazing? It was awesome. We had so many people in Discord. Um, do, just do a simple world boss run in elsewhere yeah. and uh you know big big shout out to dade uh our gentleman that uh, runs that event for us and he runs our friday night fights and stuff and uh it was just the events are just filling up so it's really really cool to see that at least this is on pc and a and speaking of that just a quick announcement uh unfortunately our very esteemed xbox eu guild leader had to take a step away from the game IB Runners, thank you so much for your help and for helping us uh, get the guild off the ground on Xbox One in PCE or in uh, EU. Mm -hmm. That being said, recruitment's open. Yeah. We are looking for a guild leader for Xbox EU. If you are interested, please send us a message at loresecretspodcast at gmail.com. By the way, you got to be a part of the Lore Secret community too, to be, you know. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, yeah, that's the thing. If Jay Leno contacted me and said, "Hey, I want to be your GM," first I say, "Really, Jay Leno?" And he said, "Yes." I say, "Bring me out. I want to see your cars." And then I, after conversation, maybe I let that one squeak by. But you know, you got yeah, you got to be part of the Lord Secret community for that. <laughs> dilly, dilly. dilly dilly dilly. Oh, that's a new one. All right, what? It's a new oh, one. Listen to your squeaky little voice. Yeah. Little voice. <laughs> I don't want to get too excited, buddy. We have a show to do. <laughs> I know. I got to stay. Yeah. So we're going to, we, we had to cancel Lord Seekers Live and I, and I did not want to go a week without content. This is literally the best my voice has been in days. I've never lost my voice, but I did. And so we're going to go until I feel awful or B, I lose my voice. So. Yeah, and you told me, I think you told me what on Tuesday, you sent me a text message that said, probably no show this week, I or I don't have a voice or something like that. And I was like, yeah, BS, whatever, dude. <laughs> and then Wednesday, he said, no show tonight. I was like, no, this is not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So anyway, well, let's get, let's get a move on. So last week, if you were listening to the show, answered your fan mail, we brought back Dungeon Lore on Darkshade Caverns 1. And then we did a lore lesson on the third era. But this week on the show, this week on the show, we're doing uh quick. See, what's fun about, you know, whenever you're sick, it's honestly one of the best times to do voiceover work because you can hit new lows, you know, or you can, like, do those real weird things in their voice you never do. Oh, so, damn. Oh, yeah, babe. So, uh, anyway, quick tip for any of you who like to record stuff. When you're sick, go record some. Uh, but anyway. Uh, ESO performance improvements. We're also talking Crown Store Showcase and a lore lesson on the fourth era. So that's Don't coming. Don't worry. It's better this week. Don't worry. A lot of crap happens in the fourth era. Things really ramp up. Things get real in the fourth. They get real in the fourth. They get real in the fourth. Oh, there's that. Well, let's get started. <laughs> All right. So... Oh, it's time for news. So QuakeCon, you know, there was a wonderful ESO stream that, that went that went out. And um, unfortunately, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do with it for the show. But we are going to talk about a couple things. And one of the main things being Scalebreaker has a release date. 
Yes. It, it is here and it's 11. No, oh, when they get this 10 days away. <laughs> yeah. It, it is 10 days away as a release day of this episode. So, Scalebreaker will be releasing for PC Master Race on August 12th. <gasps> I'm just kidding. PC Mac and uh, August 27th for Xbox and PS4. So, yeah, that's coming right around the corner. Yeah, that's coming quickly. I didn't expect it to um to be so soon. You know? Yeah, I um Yeah, I'm 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 kind of surprised as a matter of fact. And when they mentioned it at QuakeCon, um we, QuakeCon was kind of neat. Like the video was really cool. Yeah. The way they did it. Yeah. Cuz Well, tell people about it. Tell tell them what it was. Yeah, it was it was kind of like just a big reminiscent get together of the devs. And there was Matt Fyroar, our wonderful community managers were there. Mm-hmm. And um, Rich Lambert was there. Right. And they it was they just reminisced about all the things that, all the places that ESO has been. So they showed a bunch of the trailers from the past. And they talked about how things like One Tamriel came about and how... Um, the DLC, the Orsinium DLC, really helped to... Or was it Rothgar? One of the two. Uh, really helped to push them towards one Tamriel just because of the the way that the gameplay was, where they made it accessible for all players. I'm like, I wonder if the whole game should be like that. And then that is, that's where one Tamriel was really born. Right. And they said that was a very heated discussion, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> about how they were going to get that done. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that... Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, remember we had Rich on. He even brought that up. He's like, "Look, that that, that was that was a pretty heated, you know, thing." And and even own develop, you know, some of the dev team, you know, they they were passionately against it. And um, you know, I love the fact that a that there's that transparency there. You know, that, that a that was even told to us, but b that that that, that happens. It's it's not full of yes men and yes women. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's full of passionate people who play this game passionately, who love the community passionately. And so when decisions like that are made, you know, it's not an easy decision. It's not a light, it's not lightly done, you know. Exactly. So um, I I really enjoyed that part. And then seeing all, you know, all the trailers up until, you know, maybe some of the the most recent trailers and stuff. But anyway, as part of that, as part of that presentation at QuakeCon, they invariably have to release some kind of new information. Right. And then that was, this was probably the biggest thing that they dropped. And we're going to talk about some other stuff coming up here too, about the performance plan. Yeah. For uh, improving the performance of the game. But the announcement of Scalebreaker being released August 12th, PC Mac and August 27th for Xbox and PS4 was definitely a what moment. For yeah. Me. Yeah. Like that's, that's escalating quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good out of hand. <laughs> but uh yeah, absolutely. I really didn't expect it that soon. Um I knew it would be August, but you know, I'm thinking like maybe twenty eighth, you know, end of the month, you know. Um and so the next question becomes is when does um oh my gosh, I forget it every single time. <laughs> Not Dragon Hold. Dragon Dragon Scale? Dragon 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 Break? Dragon Break no. That's not Dragon Break. No. Well, whatever. Someone shout it again. The next one. The next one. When it comes, nobody said. Comes nobody out. said. 
<laughs> we were good. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, when the final DLC wraps up, um, yeah, you know. Oh, which I don't know if you know this, but the lead on that, on the final DLC, is uh, Jen's, hu um, Jen's husband. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah Jay. Yeah. Jay, yeah. Jay's That's one of the Jay's one of the leads on that. And um yeah, good good guy, good dude. And uh, he does good content, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, anyway, so Scalebreaker August 12th for PC Mac, August 27th for Xbox and PS4. And you know, they not only do they discuss all the things as far as, you know, the And by the way, if you haven't watched the episode, go or not episode, but stream, go back and watch it. It was really really good. Um, and again, I apologize on two fronts. One, I couldn't put more of that into the show because mainly I just didn't, I just didn't uh, have time um, this week. And uh, two, I apologize because I remembered. I <laughs> no last week at Lord Ziggers at the beginning of this episode. Short form, I was sick and didn't get it done, so that's on me. But um, Dragon Hold, Dragon Yay! Hold. Thank you. Yep. Samsonite. What y'all? All right. Cool. Uh, but uh, anyway, so the, one of the other things that they talked about was improvements. And, you know, one of the things that is standing out right now with ESO um, with the content is also the uh, the situation it's in, technically. Um, there's been so many additions to this game over the years and so many um, hardware changes, etc., that it, it's clearly affected the, the performance. And, and the devs know that. They know what's going on. And that is one of their priorities as far as getting it fixed. And that's actually an article that came out, and Rich uh, Rich Lambert addressed it. And he said, ESO's performance improvement plan. This is coming to us, ESOofficial.com. And, uh, quote, we're working hard to make sure The Elder Scrolls Online runs as best as it possibly can. Read our plan for the game's upcoming performance, performance improvements from ESO's creative director, Rich Lambert, and check back monthly for status updates so they provided a nice little graphic and actually i know it's out on their twitter feed you can find it there i know we retweeted as well so and, and by the way if you want the most direct line of updates for the show live updates follow us on twitter and if you don't want to be a part of twitter then join our discord community and you'll get some pings there every now and then so every now and then there's not a whole lot of not anymore. No, no, we got that. We got that. Yeah, we got that streamlined. We've been trying to be good. Anyone who thinks that's a lot, trust me, it used to be worse. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, anyway, so we're going through all these updates here. They listed quite a few things, and so we're just going to kind of um, go through these. Not every detail, but probably the subject line, and if they resonate, we'll kind of get into it a little bit. So first up, we've got uh, Q4 2019 update 24, and that's really when this begins and really takes off. So Rich starts talking about that. We got memory management overhaul. You know, basically, they're going to be updating the way the ESO handles memory use. All right. Um, they're also going to increase the user, better the user experience as far as better stability. And I think that's one thing, particularly on um, consoles, that they're seeing a lot of difficult, you know, hard crashes, you know, back to home screens and and all these things. And so I know that they're going to be addressing that as well. Uh, it goes on to say behind the scenes combat ability improvements, phase one. So they're going to be rewriting some of the combat abilities to lessen server load. And that's one thing that I remember uh, hearing discussed in our Discord is 
you know, these abilities and, you know, just how much it's taking on, you know, affecting the server load in general. And just the idea that they can change this around a little bit to make it less heavy, you know, because there's so many effects going around. Yeah, there's a ton. And one of the things that made me happy was to hear Rich say when he, when they were presenting this was to hear Rich say that we do hear you. We are not ignoring what you're asking. These things just this has to do with major game systems that need to be revamped right. in a game that has been running for quite a few years now and it has to be done in incremental stages. So I think this was um this is like this is probably going to be the biggest quality of life you know the performance improvement is probably going to be the biggest quality of life um update that the game has gotten period. Oh, but it's uh, going to happen yeah. incrementally throughout 2019 and 2020. Right. And um you know this is the first of many behind the scenes combat optimizations that they're going to be doing. And so also they're going to do a complete rewrite of the looking for group system. Yay! I think a lot of people are excited about that. Yeah, so I'm going to read that one. Ground up rewrite of how the system handles cues of people in both dungeons and battlegrounds focused on reliability and speed, especially when under load. As far as the user experience, the LFG system works as expected, even under heavy load. So I know that's been a big issue dilly, over dilly. in EU. Dilly, dilly. dilly dilly, that's right. So I know over in EU it's been a big deal, uh, particularly... And so I'm looking forward to that fix for them. That's good. Yeah. Uh, why don't you take uh, Q1 2020? Yeah, be that. So Q1 2020, this is going to be uh, update 25, which obviously is still in development. They're going to do a patching overhaul. It's going to make the patcher a little bit faster for us. Uh, they're working on faster loading art fixtures and characters. So that means your slowed screens will decrease a little bit. And that Sign. is... You know where that becomes a factor for me? Like when I'm running Dolmens with a brand new character and I'm trying to load into um, oh Alakir. Oh my gosh. That for those first few loads are freaking terrible. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's going to be one thing that they're going to they're gonna be able to work on there. Um, the other thing, um, more behind the scenes combat ability improvements. This would be number two. Mm-hmm. They're going to work more on frame rate improvements. I would imagine that's probably going to be in Cyrodiil. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, server optimization. Too. Yeah, Battlegrounds and Cyrodiil. And then uh, server optimization and stability. That's going to take place Q1 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I've, uh, I've, it's been, you know, there's there's times when that FPS in uh, Battlegrounds, I've had it down to one. I've had it down to six. <laughs> and that's that a is. problem. That's a problem. And so, um, and it, it really, it seems like it's random at random times. Um, I think the most I've encountered that would have been um, when I'm using my laptop, which it's, you know, it's, it's, it can easily run ESO. I mean, it's not some old rig, you know, and it typically happens when it was in the afternoon. And so, yeah, looking forward to that FPS updates. Yep. So there is that. So yeah, server optimization, stability. There, are, you know, there are all these good things. FPS updates. Q, uh, quarter two, twenty twenty. So this is update twenty six. We're looking at account database cold, quote unquote, cold storage. So to kind of help you understand what that means, they say, "quote There are millions of act." Uh, wow, 
there are, I about said actives, there are millions of accounts in our database. The goal of this task is to split the character database into active and inactive shards to remove the need to pull all the character records for all logins. Long story short, what this is going to do for you, faster account login and character loads, which is great. This is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, players logging in for the first time after being inactive for a few years will notice an initial longer load while their account is transferred from inactive to active. Uh, next, you've got the frame rate improvements. This is for phase two. Um, and then followed by additional bug fixes and other updates. Now, a quick note on the FPS improvement. Um, that this takes place after the frame rate improvements in update 25. So this will piggyback on those. So it's just going to build over time. It's going to keep getting better. That's what they're saying. Okay? Uh, let's see. Oh, I guess that, that that's about it. Um, so I'm just going to say this. This is a final quote from Rich here. As you can see, we have a huge amount of work ahead of us. There's a ton of stuff to do. And as time progresses, you should expect that some of these items may change especially the investigative tasks since we aren't 100% sure what will be uncovered. Regardless, we will keep you updated. Watch this article and our official ESO social channels for updates at least once a month. Thanks to everyone for being patient uh, with us while we work through these issues. See you all in Tamriel. So, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Yeah, I think it's it's been a long time coming with this. They know it, um, and they're finally able to get to a spot where they can start working on some of this stuff. And right. I am, I would be totally happy if we skipped out on content for a little while. I mean, even six months. I don't know if somebody's going to shoot me in the face for saying that, but... <laughs> I, and I know that's not going to happen. The <laughs> team that, is going to continue to do things, but if, if yeah. they were to focus completely on some of the bug fixes and stuff for the game, the game's going to be even that more fast, that more stable. And, you yeah. know, the issues that are going on in, Cyr in Cyrodiil that everybody's complaining about. Yeah. The dungeon well, finder, the BG finder, it'll all be fixed. Yeah. Agreed. And um, not worried about it, really. I don't know if it's just experience or just the older you get, you've just become more patient. You know, like, <laughs> just be patient. We'll be good. All right? We'll be good. And I look forward to seeing where ESO is post all of this. You know, post update 26. Because whether or not we like what we're where where you're at, maybe, you know, some people are experiencing more bugs than others, and depending on your region, at the end of the day, what this is creating, and, I, and again, we've talked about this on the show, is a story. A story that you can share whenever you were playing with somebody. Hey, remember when it used to be like this, or this was this, or this was that? You know, and that's really at the end of the day what MMOs do for you. They create these amazing experiences, whether they're frustrating, good, bad, ugly, whatever. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it creates cool stories. And to me, you know what? I'm looking forward to this. So, that being said, I can feel the raspiness coming on. Gonna get real raspy. Sounds real nice. We're gonna get real nice. All right. So uh, next update, we got uh, update twenty three brings improvements to guilds, crafters, and the undaunted. This coming to us from ESO official. Now, my good buddy Cash, lay it on him. Right. Oh wait, so, no. Hang on. No, that's for yeah, the, no, that's yeah, for the next, next one. That's on the next one. <laughs> super, super good job. <laughs> hey man. Hey. 
Do you have a bumper you want to play? You got your finger on it. I can see it. I I actually uh, I, I I actually do. You do? Are you gonna Are you gonna put up or shut up? <laughs> huh? Huh? What we've got here is failure to communicate. That's for you. You could you could have put all kinds of things in there, but you purposely put something that's directed towards me. They're all directed towards you. Oh. Every single one of them. I'm giving the people what they oh, want. They want me yeah. kicking you in the nuts repeatedly. Yeah, well, you know. You know what Don't it's like, it. folks? You wanna know behind the scenes what's like doing a show with cash? It's like riding a roller coaster without your seatbelt strapped. What? That's what it feels like. No, it, it pretty much every single day that we do yeah. a show together. Yeah. It is, it's for the most part, you saying, like, No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> oh, it still has music. <laughs> Oh, a quick, quick side note. Have you gotten to the William M. Butlicker scene yet? I think so. That sounds very familiar. I may have seen it in because my daughter likes to watch a lot of, um, she watches a lot of the office clips and yeah. a lot of the clips. So I think that's probably where I've seen it. For all of you who haven't seen it or want to see it, go to YouTube and type in William M. Butlicker, The Office, and prepare. For glory. That's all yeah, I'm saying. It's, Especially I, if you're an I office love, fan. I love that you show. You love dry humor. <laughs> I, I just love the whole of that freaking show. <laughs> I do not know how it was not in my life before I talked so to you. Good. How Michael <laughs> talks to the HR is exactly sometimes what I saw. I want to talk to people. Oh, oh, buddy! It's, okay. Especially if you if you work in an office anywhere around the world, and you, and you, it is just so inappropriate. Oh, awesome! Oh, it's so good. All right. So anyway, update twenty three brings improvements to guilds, crafters, and the undaunted. This coming to us from ESO official. And I'm gonna be honest with you, folks. We're gonna go top to bottom on this one, tippity top, all the way to the very bottom. So here's what we have now a lot of these things we've already talked about we talked about improvements to guilds all right we talked about the uh multi-crafting and and how you know it's cool to see them pulling in uh an add-on like this into the base game because i don't know if you know this but multi-craft um is an add-on that i've had and used for a long time but i love the fact now because this means console is getting to take advantage of this it's yeah. a big, big deal. So multi-crafting, handling all your stuff numerous times, all within the base game. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, and so in tandem with Scalebreaker DLC, update 23 base game patch will be coming, and it will be free. All right, so one thing I do want to read through here is the handling of undaunted keys to give people a little bit better understanding because I still feel like there's some confusion there for some people. Yep. And even it's good for us to have a refresher as well. So here we go. Quote, previously, any undaunted keys you'd earn from completed daily dungeon quests had been stored within your inventory or bank and could be spent on one of the three undaunted chests. Well, with ESO's ever-growing library of dungeons, and let me tell you, this game has a stupid amount of dungeons. I mean, hot dang, man. That's a lot of dungeons, guy. 
Uh, so, uh, ever-growing library of dungeons. This create a problem for Tamriel's dungeon explorers. Quote, and this coming to us from uh, Philip Draven. This is ESO's lead designer. Says, quote, we knew that as we continued adding more and more dungeons, and thus more monster shoulders, it was becoming increasingly difficult for players to obtain the set they were interested in. So we needed a solution that would be sustainable and fair to players over many updates to come, end quote. So with update 23, here's what they're doing. Undaunted keys are now a currency. Oh, thank God. You know what excites me the most about that? Freaking inventory space, man. <laughs> like, I know that was just one slot, but that one slot sometimes makes all the difference. Uh, so, now a currency, and no longer take up inventory or bank space. In addition to this, the Undaunted Quest Givers, uh, and by the way, that's Maj Al-Ragath, uh, Glitterion the Redbeard, and Urgalag, Chief Pain, are now also merchants. Meaning. So, you can purchase a mystery coffer from that merchant that contains a reward similar to the ones you, previ you previously would receive from the Undaunted Chest. Okay? So, and that's for one key. Additionally, they sell special aid coffers that you can purchase for five keys. These new coffers provide a guaranteed monster shoulder set from only two potential sources. And this, like, it says just increasing the chance, but that's, like, drastically increasing your chance. Yeah, that's, like, <laughs> quadrupling the chance at least. Yeah. Um, that you receive the one you want. And finally... They also offer the monthly monster shoulder style page for 50 keys. And this page has a chance to drop from regular mystery coffers as well. I, Ain't I like nobody that got system. time for that. Nope. Ain't nobody got time for 50 keys. That's a lot of keys. That's a crap load of keys. Like, I go through my keys like crazy. And I just went through this today. I'm, I wasn't going to wait until this thing comes out. So it's like, no, no, no. I need my Zon's shoulder now. So I yeah. went through 15 keys today to get my Zon's shoulder. And what this is going to be, this is going to make this beautiful because it's now currency that goes across your account. So you do not have to log into one character, see how many keys they have, run all the way to the Undaunted, oh, try and open it up. Oh, didn't get it on that character. Log out, log into your next character, see how many Undaunted keys he or she has, and then go all the way back to, you know what I mean? You don't have to like rinse and repeat that whole process. Is this, is this account wide or is it just character? I thought it was account wide i thought it was just currency per character uh, i'm gonna shut up now maybe maybe <laughs> well it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> well it's because it's it's currency right yeah so i mean i guess maybe it's not account wide currency well even still it makes it better oh absolutely because you look Inventory space is inventory space. I'm such no a No matter noob. how you slice it, it's still good. So, I'm such that, a noob. Well, I forgive you. I mean, you know. Okay. Kind of being a little rookie right now, but that's all right. We'll look past that. Uh, all right, so Draven continues. <laughs> Quote, with undaunted keys now stored as a currency, players regain some inventory space, can narrow their reward possibilities down, and can choose from rewards that are much more clearly labeled. Additionally, this new approach provides us with much more flexibility for future growth. I agree 100%. Like, yeah. I, I, I love that, because look, like, you know, I remember, 
I feel like it's every dungeon DLC we make this comment that look how many dungeons are in ESO. And it's only growing. Yeah, there's like, about to be two more. Yeah, they're not taking anything away. And and so what this is, is it's not disregarding the fact that, okay, now we have some quality of life maintenance that has to be addressed. And I'm glad yeah. it's being addressed. I'm glad they're not taking anything away. I mean, you know, like cycling things in and out. Like, I still get giddy when I run Fungal Grotto 1. I'm sorry. Or I don't th- Banish Cells. Because I uh, know those ones. <laughs> <laughs> so damn well by now because we know them to a T. Yeah, I mean, I think you know yeah. a lot of these I, we know very, very well now. But um, I just I don't get tired of running dungeons. They're awesome. So to have all that variety, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and see, there's some there's still things that that's still on my docket. Like I have to do, I need to do, and I need to experience it as a healer. I need to get everything from Wolf Hunter because Vet Moon Hunter Keep. First, first time is a continuous nut shot that just it's it's just taunting me. Yeah, you know, I need to finally get it done, and I need to get done all the scale collar stuff, um, and just you know, heck, even fast forward to getting ready what we're doing right now. Because you know this stuff on vet's gonna be nuts too. So I'm yep. excited. Like pretty, you throw yourself at it repeatedly, and the dungeon's just like this is Sparta. <laughs> 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 I've been waiting. I've been oh. waiting for this show. He <laughs> <laughs> did good. It's like oh, all I hear. So all fun. I see when I hear that bit is teeth. Just totally. All his teeth and his tan. Yep. And his twenty-four pack. I wonder oh. where he landed. You know, you know, you never know. I wonder where he landed. You've never seen three hundred. You can see it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. Probably laying it down there with Stuka. <laughs> Poor Stuga. She's not a bad person. She's just annoying as F. Yeah, she's a. Uh, she's like that needy girlfriend you can never get away from. Dude, All I right. had just real quick Stuga story. So I've been yeah. doing a lot of like running around in Oradon uh, yeah. with my Templar. And so when I play the game, I play with, you know, my recording headset now. I don't even play with like my gaming headset. I just play with this nice recording headset. And it's just, it's gorgeous the sounds that come out of this thing. So you get, like, every aspect of if somebody's over here, you get it over here. If somebody's over here, you get it over there. Right. And so my character was, like, turned the other way the other night. And literally, I can see Stuga coming from my left side. And she sidles up to my left side, and I hear her in my left ear. Like, the realism was just stupid. And I was like, are you freaking serious? Like, she seriously is the worst She's actually the best stalker. The best worst stalker. She's the best worst stalker. That's exactly. But I could hear like on one side, I'm like, oh my god, this multi-directional sound thing is amazing, even with Stuga. Yeah, that's kind of like gaming. Whenever you get a headset for the first time, and then like if you're playing FPS, like I've been on on my off game, I've been playing a whole lot of FPS lately, and uh, just getting back into good FPS games. And it's just like that first time you put on the, you know, you hear the footsteps coming from certain directions. You're like, you have that moment. You're like. I'm never not playing without headphones ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, bid on multiple guild traders. Well, in case you didn't know, yeah, multi-building, bidding for guild traders. It's now a thing. Uh, this like is coming it. to us from Bobby Weir's ESO UI League. Quote, having access to a guild trader can be essential for guild trade guilds to operate. With a single bid and a blind bidding situation, 
there was a significant risk of not having one at all. Well, now, here's the dealio. So, you can have up to 10 bids available, okay? And basically, it will go off priority. So, you can set your preferences and your priorities. So, if you miss your first preference, the game will check your second choice and so on. So, no matter what, at the end of the day, your chance of getting a good guild trader has significantly improved. Or having a guild trader yeah. at all. You got to you got to really crap the bed to not win a trader somewhere. Yeah. So now I don't know if this. I guess it shouldn't affect some of the more popular trading guilds keeping their one spot because you know how they like they want their one spot. Oh sure. I mean you know that's always going to be place. a fight, right? I mean like when is that ever going to be you know? You know it's so funny because you hear those stories where people are like trying to undermine them and yeah get this trader here yeah so, so this you know for those and this would have never been a factor if trading guilds hadn't become such a big thing i mean they are definitely a thing absolutely yeah so so absolutely 100 and so that my friends brings us up to date on improvements for update 23 now we have another article as well one more thing though yeah, what? Crafting multiple items at once. Oh, yeah, we talked about it. Oh, oh that's right, what well, we did. Oh, okay, well, we can do it again. Hey, multi-crafting's coming. You can make more than one thing at a time. Yay! Remember what, remember what we used to say on Level Up Morning Show? Whenever we, I did a bit on Audible. You used to call me stupid? Well, you are stupid. But oh. I always say, you're welcome! Oh, yeah. Remember that? remember that? I do remember that. That's right. I don't know why. I know why I'm thinking. I was wearing that shirt last night. I dug it out of the closet. Anyway, yeah, multi-crafting. Zoss is like, you're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that is it. Now, my friends, ESO Community Guides for July 2019. Right. So uh, the ESO started a thing where they started putting, basically showcasing some of the, um, some of the community guides that content creators are putting together and it there the articles are really cool because there's always something for everybody in there new players and veteran players alike so for july 2019 these are the articles that are linked on the official eso website directly from your content creators uh the first one by um RZL gaming is werewolf versus vampire which is better it's an article uh, the next one is ESO Ultimate Crafting Guide by Tianlin. Next one is Multi-Crafting with Bodacious the Benevolent. The next one, one, this one is very interesting to me. And it's from our buddy at Dots Gaming, Mr. Dots. Doing a DPS parse and optimizing damage. As everybody pauses the podcast and runs to the ESO website for this link. Yeah. Uh, that one just came out. Uh, the next one is uh, a tank's perspective at the last boss of Veteran Sunspire. Thank God I play DPS. And that's by JW ESO. Next one is by Allcast. It is a look at Scalebreaker's armor sets. And then there's an, the next one is PvE Magicka Necro build by Hack the Minotaur. And this one I think I'm also going to read Universal Templar Build Guide by Fextra Life. And then one of our favorite content creators, Zynode. Stamina Nightblade PvE build is update, latest update on the Stam, Stamblade. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, those are the 
for July 2019, the ESO Community Guides. Yeah, good stuff. I like it. I like it. It's okay. good. It's good. You know what else is good? Craft yeah, Store Showcase. I know. It's a big one. It is a big one. So we're going to go through this here. That's we're what she said. Sorry. We're gonna... Didn't have time to hit the button. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the things I could continue on with that. All right. So uh, August Crown Store Showcase is here. Oh, by the way, uh, login rewards are out and about. Hey, guess what? I think it's like week three. You get 100K. 100K, which is great because Jibs is broke. Big time. Uh, all right. So anyway, crown store showcase. Uh, let's see here. ESO plus deal. So for exclusive free items for use, we're continuing our statuettes of the Daedric, the, the Daedra princess. Uh, you get the Meridia bright lady statuette. Then for exclusive count discounts, you get 20% off your Bendari peddler crown crates. That's on the 15 crown crate bundle. Um, and Crown Gym exclusives are back. Uh, looks like we've got the Sky Terror Dragon Slayer Horse, Sky Terror Dragon Slayer Pup. Uh, the pup looks pretty cool. Uh, Peddler Pack Pony, Peddler Pack Spider, Peddler Pack Wolf Cub. A lot of peddlers. Peddler Pack Cinch Lion Cub. They are freaking adorable. Oh, that's it. They're like little tiny dudes with little like they they're carrying stuff so you like your little wolf cub is a little tiny striped wolf club wolf cub with like little rolled carpets and a water flask on the side of it because they train them from young little babies and yeah. it's the same thing with the cinch lion cub yeah oh my so god thing. i sound like a really like Co- them Costumes. I really like them. <laughs> You've got the Summit Lord silken robes, and this is really cool because it's very Rothgar themed. As his quote from this, oh gosh, for the stylish town orc. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Bor- Borzagu? That's what you're getting. Oh, That's what you're getting. The tidy, oh, t- the tidy tailor. That's hilarious. Of Orsinium has decided the watchwords this season are restrained. Elegance, as he puts it, stretch your orcish heritage with style. Mm. That was my snooty high elf voice. I hope yeah, it worked. It was very snooty. And uh, next, you got Dark Shaman. That's back. I remember that headpiece. You don't. You you know that's like one of those things where you can't come back from. It's like yeah. one of those things that. It, it's like one of those things that turns head, kind of like in. Um, that's a huge witch scene from. That's uh, a huge witch. Yeah, definitely turns heads. Yeah, oh, you got that one for you. Uh, look it up. You'll see what I mean. Huge feathers coming off the, the helm. Huge. Huge. That's uh, what she said! <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Next, we've got Traveling Merchant. Now, my friends, this is the very first costume in a very long time, I think, or ever, I think. Um, I'm sure I'm wrong, but long story short, the merchants and elsewhere... Yeah, we talked about it a few episodes ago. Guess what? They have backpacks. And also, we guess what? We called it! I'm saying it! We called it! <laughs> we called it on the very first episode when we talked about our impressions of Elsewhere. I remember talking about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. We said, hmm, there's a backpack on this merchant, and it looks like I want that so bad. Backpack. Yes. Yeah. What? is in the Crown Store August 29th to September 3rd. That is like 
a few days, my friends. You have to get that quickly. There you go. Get it while it's hot. Yeah. Next, you got crafting. We got crafting motif. We got meridian. So that looks good. I like the shoulders on that. Um, by the way, the meridian craft motif will be available to all players in the crown store on all platforms starting on August 7th at 10 a.m. This crafting motif will also be available in game starting on August 7th and has a chance to drop in the depths of Malatar Dungeon by defeating the final boss. Symphony of Blades. Yep. Yeah, very Daedric looking. I know it's... You know, I it believe is. That's, it's very, uh, very pointy. Very gold, very it's pointy. very golden nighty. Yeah, very golden nighty. like the golden Thank night you. stuff. Yep. 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 Perfect. Nice pull. Uh, crafting motif we got... Hmm. Saichi? Oh my god. Look at the parentheses right next to it. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Oh, you put it in the show notes. Look at you I go. did put it in the show notes, so it's easier for you, buddy. <laughs> Look at you go. Looking out for number one. Mm-hmm. Now say uh, it. All right. Say, mm, say she. There you go. Say she. Say she. All right. Akaviri. It's basically it. old Akaviri. And it kind of alludes to our latest uh, episode of The Road Less Traveled. We talked yeah. about Seishi. Yeah, it's in there. Good. Go check it out. Which, by the way, you never promoted that. You want to take a minute? I did. I promoted it right at the beginning of the show. I'll promote it again, though. We have a new episode of our video lore series called The Road Less Traveled on our YouTube channel. And this week we are talking about the Dragon Guard. Which, when you say Dragon Guard, you talk about the Akaviri and the Seishi. So anyway. P.S. It's good. It is. So, crafting... Not crafting, listen to me. Outfit styles. Now, this one's pretty cool. This is the Elder Scrolls Artifact Sword of Jigalag. Alright? This, this weapon outfit style... Um, well, I'm just going to read this to you. It includes a two-handed sword outfit style, replicating the Sword of Jigalag Elder Scrolls artifact. The Claymore created by the absent Prince of Order. So there's that. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yep. Um, I like the way it, it looks like a standard sword, kind of like a pinch of uh, Elvish-ish from Oblivion, but if it was all silver and it was all metal, like there's no grip, you know, like leather grip or anything. Um, so there's that as well. Next we got the Veladrith Arms Pack. Now, uh, this arms pack will be available on all platforms for a limited time from August 28th through the 25th of September. Uh, during which time, or during the period, the Veladrith Mask style page will have a chance to drop from the final boss in Vet Cradle Shadows Dungeon. And the shoulder style page will have a chance to drop from Ergrelax <laughs> Erger Mystery Coffer. So. Hurry up, sweet meat. Oh my gosh, you got that. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. She go. says that. I. That's not my words. That's you her. You go words. around saying that in zone chat. Is that your thing? Is that a new thing for you? No. Mm? No. Is that a new but thing? She, yeah. I'm not kidding you. I know when what you, you type are, in zone chat. When you're traversing her caves, she calls you sweet meat, and it makes me a little cringy. A little uncomfortable? Yeah, especially when you show up and you're like, oh my God. Look at that face. You are gnarly. P.S. She's a nasty erect. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. All right, so for DLC, you got the Arsenium Collector's Bundle. This is going to return to the Crown Store on August 8th through the 19th. 
for a limited time for the Rosinium celebration event. In other words, hey, ding ding, it's coming up. Plus, uh, you can get a discount on the item. And then Scalebreaker DLC game pack. Now, uh, quick thing here, this will be available in the Crown Store for PC Mac starting on August 12th, released on August 27th for PS4 and Xbox One. But if you're an ESO Plus member, it's free. I can't say it with a lot of high voice. Free boy. <laughs> I got you, buddy. <laughs> Do you hear my voice just go? Nope. <laughs> it's <far> <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> Vocal cords are like not gonna do it. <laughs> uh, and then finally, or no, not finally. I'm sorry. Um, we have the Scalebreaker Collector's Bundle. So continue your quote. Continue your season of the Dragon Adventure with Scalebreaker and its two dragon-themed dungeons, Moongrave Fane and Layer of Marsalock. This uh, includes the exclusive Ancient Dragon Hunter Horse Mount, Ancient Dragon Hunter Wolf Pet, and more. Now, this is going to hit the market on August 27th and August 12th, or, uh, or August 12th PC, 27th or console. For events, we've got the uh, currency event tickets. They are back. They are back. Well, you'll have to chat with her to see what she has to offer because they're not giving you nothing. Nothing. Nil. But anyway... That's August 8th to August 19th when Orsinium Celebration event comes back. Yep. It's going to be good. It's going to be real good, okay? Um, so, yeah. You want to take it from here? Yeah. I want to talk it. about some... This is actually... I get to hit another thing that I'm super excited about and that we've been talking about for the better part of a year. Anyway, there's furniture coming up. Malakath Chosen Furniture Pack. Did you just cover that? Mm, no. You didn't. Okay. Malakath Chosen Furnishing uh, Chosen Furnishing Pack returns to the Crown Store August 8th through the 19th with all kinds of stony looking things, which is going to elude to the house that's going to be available. Finally! Yeah. The one I've been talking about, the new Lore Seekers Guild Hall. Lore Seeker. Pariah's Pinnacle returns August 8th through August 19th, the grand and majestic mountaintop retreat of Baloth Blood Tusk was sealed off in the first era by King Joel, but its ancient orcish halls were recently reopened by order of King Kirog. So I'm super stoked about that one. It is awesome and huge. It's That's huge. what she said. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. See, when you when you become a fan of the office, folks. <laughs> That's what she said. It's always in the back of your mind. because <laughs> so inappropriate. It's so... In, a, a, it's very inappropriate. But B, you just... You see why when you watch the show. It's like... It's like one of those, you know, sitcom punchlines that you just... You just don't get rid of. It's so spacious. Anyway. Mm. Uh, then there's a, this one I hadn't even heard of or seen, but I kind of like that they're doing these now. This one's called Moon Sugar Meadow. It's available August 29th, and it reads, dotted with elsewhere architectural features, this meadow, it's not a house, this is a meadow, provides plenty of building space in a peaceful and natural setting. Nearby streams gleam in the light of the sun and moons, enhancing this idyllic getaway. Yeah, that looks very awesome to I me. I want them all. I'm looking at it, and I just feel like there's really nothing there except a monument and then, you know, just the elsewhere surrounding you out in the wilderness. But, uh, wow, that looks peaceful. Mounts! The ancient dragon hunter horse. This is kind of a white and black striped horse with gold and silver riggings. 
that one is going to be available August 12th on PC Mac and August 27th on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, the next one is the White Spotted Courser Horse. This one's kind of plain, but anyway, it's a white horse, with brown spots, and a standard looking rigging. Uh, August 22nd through the 26th, that is available. And the next one, I really like this one. I actually already own this one. I think, I think it's the same exact one that I already have. Anyway, it's a cinch cougar. Oh, yeah. It looks like a mountain it. lion, like, has, like, dark gray socks on. Or it walked in mud. That's kind of what it looks like to me. It's wearing some of them hang socks. It's okay. wearing some socks Guy, all the way up to its knees. Okay. Yep. Those are knee highs. Yeah, anyway, Sench Cougar. I'm like a huge fan of anything that looks like a mountain lion because that's like our king predator around here in Southern California. You know what would really top that mount off? A good pair of Chuck Taylors. I love Chucks. That's like my daily wear, dude. I know. Yeah. I know. Vans are my thing. I'm a slip-on van kind of guy. You're so lazy. Well, you know. At I least like I know what I'm wearing to weddings. I like slip-on pants. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, dear Lord, let's not start this again. <laughs> Talking about wardrobes. There's new pets coming, Jibs. Yeah, there is. We got the... Uh, I'll take over. We got the... Uh, like how I just put it in. I'm he sorry. doesn't like the way I'm doing it. <laughs> we got... Uh, <laughs> I love the way you're doing it. <laughs> I'm just giving you a break. Um, <clears throat> Craig Lauren Wellwe. Well, that's a face for radio right there. That's yeah, a face only a well mother could love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the thing. Coming back uh, August 8th through the 19th. Uh, next, we got the Ancient Dragon Hunter Wolf. Uh, it's a wolf. It looks like it You know, has a little bit of dragon armor on the back of it. looks pretty cool. That's coming uh, August 12th through the 27th. Or I'm sorry, starting on August 12th and on uh, on PC, Mac, and 27th for Xbox One, we got the Alabaster Jaboa. I love this thing it. looks like our two little uh, two little gerbils we got. We got new gerbils. I don't know if I talked about that. Yeah, we got gerbils. Yeah, I love this thing. I yeah. want it bad. Yeah, that's literally what ours kind of looks like. So uh, this is uh, for limited time, August 15th to 19th, available on all platforms. And Flame Astronaut Crown Crate's coming back. I'm kind of excited about this. They're here. Yeah, yeah, they're actually here right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. August first to the fifteenth. So that is a thing. So upgrades, what do they got? Uh, for upgrades, this one starts starts with the launch of Update Twenty Three on August twelfth for PC, Mac, and August twenty seventh for Xbox One and PlayStation Four. You will be able to purchase certain skill line unlocks for your alts. Now you can only purchase a skill line to unlock if you have already reached the maximum rank in that same skill line on at least one of your characters and have earned the relevant achievement. So skill lines that are going to be available for purchase are the Alliance War, the Dark Brotherhood skill line, the Fighters Guild skill line, the Ledger Main skill line. Ledger Main. We got to find out how to pronounce that stupid word. Ledger Main? Le no, Le Leisure domain. That's it. Leisure domain. Anyway, it's your unlocking crap. That one. Mage's Guild, uh, Sigic uh, quest line or Sigic skill line, Thieves Guild, and the Undaunted skill line. Hmm. Last thing that we have going on in the uh, Crown Store Showcase is the home furnishing sale. Uh, two more home furnishing sales are happening this month from Tuesday, August 13th to Tuesday, August 27th. 
all Target dummy furnishings will be on sale. And from Tuesday, August 27th to Tuesday, September 10th, all structure furnishings will be on sale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just a reminder to find these furnishings. They sometimes are not in the store. You have to go into your home, open the housing editor, and browse to the purchase tab. Once there, you can pick whatever category you want. Target dummies or structures this month. Those are the two that are on sale to view the furnishings that are available. Yeah. What, uh, just out of curiosity, I want to see if we're on the same page or have the same answer. What skill line, not to backtrack, but what skill line do you think people are going to purchase the most out of all of those? Jibs. It's the lore. This one's fairly obvious. Just so you know. It's the Sigic skill line. All right, while well, we're on the same page. Because yeah, the Sigic skill line is my balls. <laughs> Was that accurate? Uh, Sigic skill line, yep, definitely. It's the, it's the Lord. He's always accurate. The Sigic skill line. Oh, show. I could see people going that route. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Although all right, folks. The Augur of the Obscure is pretty freaking awesome. But anyway, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Move on. Sure. 100%. Um, let's see here. All right, folks. Well, we want to hear what you think. What do you think about these updates? You know, the game's getting all this maintenance. Well, we want we want to hear from you. Talk to us. You can call us anytime. 365, 24 hours a day. Goes right to our voicemail. We'll pull that voicemail and, uh, you know, try to keep it around a minute or less, and we'll put it on the show. The phone number is, put this in your phone, in your contacts, and, and the name, put something fun and creative. Something that makes fun of cash. <laughs> 765-382-6961. Wow. That's 765-382-6961. And as always, if you're more comfortable emailing, you always can. Podcast at gmail.com. Time for the lore. My friends, let's finish up the eras so we can get on to some more interesting topics. I didn't think that it was going to be this long when I started this a month ago. That's what she said. <laughs> Michael. Okay, I really got to stop doing that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I started Not appropriate. It. Sorry. I started it. Okay. Lore lesson number 67, my friends. We are talking the fourth era. This is when gets real. Yeah. Seriously gets real in the fourth era. So uh, we don't go into a fifth era unless the games start to head in that direction. We only have the Dawn, Merithic, first, fourth, or first, second, third, fourth. That's it. Um, but this one is pretty eventful. Let's talk about it. The end of the Oblivion Crisis and the banishing of Mehrunes Dagon from Tamriel marks the beginning of the Fourth Era. That's from Oblivion the game. During this time period, no emperor will sit on the throne of Tamriel yet. But there are lots of factions in Tamriel that are trying to take advantage of a leaderless empire. While that's taking place, a high chancellor by the name of Okado the Elder Council, and the Blades try to maintain order within all of these warring provinces. Here's a little fun fact about High Chancellor Okado. He was an Altmer battle mage and was involved with Tamrielic politics for many, many years. 
He's held positions with the Elder Council as a Chancellor, an Imperial Battle Mage, which I think is incredibly mm, freaking awesome. Mages. Yeah. And finally, as Potentate, when the Council could not decide upon a new Emperor following the Oblivion Crisis, they're like, dude, you've got some experience. Why don't you just sit in the seat for a little while? So he does. Uh, it would not bode well for him, but we'll get there. <laughs> Fourth Era, Year <laughs> 5. This era, or this year, is known as the Red Year. This is when crap gets real. Yeah. Natural disasters start to plague Vardenfell. The Red Mountain erupts when the Ministry of Truth, also known as Bardow, which is the small moonlit floating above the Temple Canton in Vardenfell, it collapses, crashes into Vardenfell, and destroys the entire island, causing widespread damage across the province. Yeah, that's just something you kind of don't come back from for a while. I know, that's kind of a big deal. Now remember, yeah. Bardow is something that Vivek held up with his power for a long, long time. We're going to talk a little bit about what held it up after Vivek's death. Because Vivek is a bye-bye now in the fourth era. Deuces. Okay, fourth era, year five through ten. With the explosion of Red Mountain, the empire begins to collapse. The Argonians of Black Marsh would secede from the empire and immediately attack Morrowind, <laughs> crippling House Telvanni. Oh, buddy. Yeah, so basically it's, yeah, the Argonians were like, we are not Short wait- form. <laughs> we're not yeah, they're waiting. like, game over, revenge time, you've been a douche, here's what you get. Exactly. Now, the, uh, the history behind that is that the Dark Elves enslaved the Argonians for years and years and years. So the Argonians are like sitting there in, in the marsh just waiting. Kind of had that coming. Yeah. It's time to attack now. Well, let's, let's see how I sound when I'm doing this sick. It's time to, <laughs> it's time to attack oh, now. Oh, don't swallow your tongue. We need, <laughs> we need you. Okay, so anyway, uh, only the forces of House Rhetorin would be able to save Morrowind from the invasion of the Argonians, and they were able to do so. Okay. Fourth Era, Year 10. Poor guy stepped up to run the Empire. The temporary leader, Potentate Okado, is assassinated. Uh-huh. It is speculated that the Thalmor performed the hit. Which begins the Stormcrown Interregnum. Imperial power begins to weaken as an internal struggle ensues within the Elder Council itself over control for the Ruby Throne. It's freaking chaos right now, friends. Fourth Era, year 11 through 15. The province of Orsinium is again attacked by the Red Guards and the Bretons. Like, Really? The poor freaking orcs at every turn are, are just getting smacked by the Red Guards and the Bretons. You know what, though? If there was a race that could just stand up and start seriously laying waste to Tamriel, it's the freaking orcs. 
It is. There's just not there's not that many there's of not, them. There's not enough. Yeah. There's not they enough They just need of them. numbers. Get them some numbers. They're like, all right, it's go time. Let's do this. Yeah, they certainly could. I just think it's it's sad. I mean, at yeah. every turn, Arsenium gets raised, and they got to rebuild stuff again. It's like the orcs just... Their existence is sad. It, re- it truly is. <laughs> it's all the orcs standing there in a line, standing there having a drink of grog. And then they just look at the over, over cinema and they're like, damn it, Bobby. <laughs> damn it, Bobby. <laughs> well played, sir. Uh, okay, so here's one. Um, fourth era, year 16, the king of Skyrim hands Solstheim over to the Dunmer. thought you yeah, might c- find that interesting. I do find it interesting because this is kind of like his way of like, hey, refugees, playing Morrowind, bingo, bingo. Here you go. That is it. That's exactly it. Nice pull. So the reason that the people like, why the heck are the Dunmer in Skyrim? Well, they were running for Morrowind. Running for my life. But here's the the part that I kind of find funny is the fact that Solstheim, like Skyrim was like, yeah, yeah, why don't you guys just go to Solstheim? You can have that. Well, Part of the reason why they did that, they want to show their goodwill by providing some harborage for these poor dark elves that are trying to flee their land. But Solstheim is kind of a terrible place because it's known as it's literally known as the jewel of absolutely nothing. But you know what? Who can make the most of it? Because literally that's what Morrowind really is. It's the freaking dark you know, dark elves could make the most of that. Oh, you're the only person that I know that says good things about dark elves. Well, you know what? Maybe I'm the only good person you know. I know lots Boom. of good people. Mike dropped. Just kidding. That's obviously a joke. Don't. I'm not conceited. Don't. Don't. Don't stop the show. He's don't you just, give me that one star review? He's just a dark. He's a darko. Uh, fourth era, year seventeen. A leader by the name of Titus Mead attacks and captures the imperial city, and takes the crown of emperor. It wouldn't bode well for him either. That is a hot seat. That ruby that throne has been a hot seat ever since the first emperor. It's like a it's Tamriel's version of Game of Thrones. Yes, absolutely. Fun fact, Titus Mead, a Colovian warlord and soldier in an outlaw army, captured the imperial city with less than a thousand men. Titus I would rule on the ruby throne until Umriel, until the Umbriel, or no, Umbriel crisis in the fourth era, year 40. Now this says one or two things. One, that the Colovian uh, Titus was very, very good at what he did, or the defenses of the Imperial City sucked because <laughs> they had less than a thousand. Men. Probably a little of both. Yeah. To be honest with you, because they, they were yeah. in turmoil, so right. you have to have good, good, solid leadership in order to, you know effectively lead an army. Right. Okay, fourth era, year 20. Refugees Rest, which was a tower east of Windhelm and close to the Morrowind border, is officially named a monument commemorating the refugees fleeing Morrowind during the Red Year. This is actually a location in um, Skyrim, I think you can go to. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, fourth era, year 22. The Thalmor, a shadowy cabal dedicated to elven supremacy, sees total control of Somerset Isle and renamed the island Alinor. That is huge. Mm-hmm. The Thalmor take over control of Somerset. 
It's a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Okay. Fourth era, year 29, Eleanor and Valen would unite and a new Aldmeri Dominion is formed, completely severing all ties to the Empire for the next 70 years. Yeah. So the High Elves and the Wood Elves become one. You know, it would be make that the perfect triune right there if it was the High Elves, the Dark Elves, the Wood Elves. Which I know that never happened because, the you know, obviously so many different variables, but one thing that sticks out to me is how much disdain the High Elves have for the Dark Elves. Yeah. There is a ton. Fourth era, year 40. The mysterious floating city of Umbriel appears over the coast of Black Marsh and appears to be heading in the direction of Morrowind. Hmm. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Appears over the coast of Black Marsh and appears... No. Okay. So the Infernal City, the book, the Elder Scrolls book. Uh Uh-huh. That is what Umbriel is all about. That's what that book is all about. It's this floating city that appears over Black Marsh. That's where the story begins. It's actually a pretty decent book. And now that you know the history, it's a good thing to go read. But this floating city appears over the coast of Black Marsh. So anyway, the whole story behind that floating city of Umbriel is told in... The book, The Infernal City. So it was powered, Umbriel is this big island, and it was powered by a new version of the Ingenium. Now, the Ingenium is what, the original one, was what was used to keep Bardow aloft over the city of Ardenfell once Vivek was gone. Mm. And it, it's powered by consuming souls of the living Wow. That become dead. So what happens with this Mm. infernal city thing is that everything underneath it as it travels dies. Oh, my. Yeah. It's a very interesting story. And that happened fourth area year 40. Totally. Population control. Yeah. Totally worth it. Mm. Okay, moving on. Fourth era year 98. Masser and Secunda, the moons of Nern, disappear for two years. This period would be coined the Void Knights. Now, this event would end with the reappearance of the moons, and the Thalmor, the sneaky, sneaky Thalmor, would take credit for their return. Now, the Khajiit, who were most affected by Master and Secunda's disappearance, of course, because they worship the moons, they would hold the Thalmor in very high regard as their saviors. The Imperial influence in elsewhere would suffer... As the Khajiit said, no more Imperials. The Thalmor brought us the moons back. We are going to ally with them. And that's how the Thalmor gained the um, allegiance of the Khajiit. And that's how Bill becomes the law. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the second century, fourth era, year 400. For the second time in the history of Tamriel, in the fourth era, year 400, Artaeum, the home of the Sigic Order, disappears just five years later the Khajiit kingdoms of Anequina and Pelatine combined to form the elsewhere confederacy and are accepted into the Aldmeri dominion as client states in the fourth era year 122 
an event known as the Great Collapse will occur, where most of Winterhold collapses into the Sea of Ghosts. Now, the College of Winterhold survives this event, causing many people to speculate that the College itself was involved. Kind of sounds obvious, but maybe they weren't. The College says, no, it was not us, and they blame the event on the destruction of Vivac and the collapse of Bardow into the city of Vardenfell. Seven years later, fourth era, year 129, in an uprising against its Jarl, Osgun Crossdaggers, Riften is destroyed. In the fourth era, year 168, Emperor Titus Mede II claims the ruby throne. In a time of chaos, with Valenwood and elsewhere taking sides with the Thalmor, Black Marsh was in disarray, and Morrowind was in complete recovery mode after the Red Mountain eruption, and Hammerfell in internal strife, only High Rock, Skyrim, and Cyrodiil would remain prosperous and without conflict. Every other place was in disarray, besides High Rock, Skyrim, and Cyrodiil. All right. Big stuff. Fourth Era, year 171. The Great War begins with the armies of the Aldmeri Dominion marching upon the Imperial Loyal Provinces of Hammerfell and Cyrodiil. When Titus II rejects concessions to the Thalmor, the Aldmeri Dominion forces were ready to attack. They were waiting on the wings. Hidden camps of <clears throat> Aldmeri Dominion attack the southern and western Cyrodiil, scattering the Imperial forces in the process. And see, you know, one thing I like about Imperials... I will say this, is their battle tactics. But the other thing I like about the Imperials is their complete ignorance, because thank you for being so stingy. We just kind of, you know, came right on in there. Watching you say that on camera, you look just like Dwight. Is that an insult? <laughs> Absolutely. Feel a little insulted. <laughs> no, it's the thing you're doing with your hands, and Beats I'm like, that's freaking Bears, Dwight. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. False. All right, fun fact. At the onset of the Great War, the Aldmeri Dominion troops entering Hammerfell caught the Red Guards by surprise, which is not easy to do, sending many troops fleeing across the Alakir Desert in an event <clears throat> known as the March of Thirst. Freaking sad, I like Red Guard. Give him some Dasani. <laughs> Fourth Era, year 174, when Emperor Titus II flees the Imperial City he is forced to break through the surrounding Aldmeri forces. He links up with reinforcements heading south from Skyrim, but the Imperial City will fall to the Aldmeri Dominion in the process. So, Emperor Titus II heads north. Mm -hmm. He hooks up with his reinforcements. Now he's engaging the Aldmeri forces in Cyrodiil and takes a victory at the Battle of the Red Ring. This is 4th Era, year 175. Nearly the entire main Aldmeri force is destroyed. However, even having reclaimed the Imperial City, Titus II and his empire is severely crippled, and they cannot continue the war, even though they just won probably one of the biggest battles of the war. All right. So he relents and seeks to negotiate with the Aldmeri Dominion in an effort to just 
ended. So also in the same year, stuff is getting gnarly. Mm -hmm. The Elder Scrolls themselves would disappear from the Imperial Library and become scattered across Tamriel. Nobody knows who committed the act. The cult of the Ancestor Moth, the order that was traditionally and exclusively allowed to read and maintain the Elder Scrolls, travel the landscape in hopes of locating and returning the scrolls to the library. I'm sure that was a very slow process because, you know, they, they've lost their sight at that point. Yeah, I'm sure you know, they were tripping over like all they, all sorts of stuff. Sure, had to have an escort or something, <laughs> but like, like I just I'm a, I hope they sent somebody to help them because I mean, look, like we, we kind of went through the whole process of what they had to go through to read an Elder Scroll. Uh, heads up, you go blind. Yep. So he's like, I can I can smell the scroll. It's in this building. Oops! Oh, jeez, I stubbed my toe. Yeah, you know, I just yeah. So, in this same year, 4E-175, Hammerfell secedes from the Empire after the White Gold Concordat is signed between the Aldmeri Dominion and the Empire. Hammerfell's like, we are out. We all we have nothing to do with that. Deuces. And Falmore are very pleased by the discord sown between the two former allies. Hammerfell would continue to fight the Aldmeri Dominion for the next five years. Because they ain't going down without a fight. Yep. Fourth era, year 176. Now it gets really interesting. You guys are going to know a little bit about this stuff. Fourth era, 176. Ulfric Stormcloak retakes the Reach, sparking the events of the Markarth incident. Skyrim is allowed free worship of Talos, which had been outlawed by the Thalmor in exchange for the retaking of the Reach. So with the aid of the Thum, the language of the dragons, Ulfric and his Nord militia drive the Reachmen into the wilds of Tamriel, where they would form the Forsworn. Sound a little familiar, friends? Ulfric is then hunted and arrested by the Thalmor, who are all over Skyrim. After his release, the Stormcloak Rebellion begins now. Anybody remember riding in a wagon with said old Frick Stormcloak? I do! Yeah. That is the beginning of Skyrim, my friends. Also during the same year, 4th era, year 176, the leader of the Thieves' Guild, Gallus Dissidenius, Dissidenius, is murdered by Mercer Frey. Also part of Skyrim. Well, he deserved it. You don't know that. He was a good guy. I just Mercer Frey was really. a douche. <laughs> Fourth era, year 188, Bravel is in turmoil and war is being waged between Cyrodiil's two most well-known skooma traffickers. The lucky old lady statue, which I know rings about with you, Jibs, is destroyed in the melee and the Night Mother's crypt is raided. While defending the crypt, the listener to the Dark Brotherhood, Alison Dupre, is killed. <gasps> I... Uh, the remains of the Night Mother would be saved by Cicero, an Imperial assassin who's awesome, and the current keeper of the Dark Brotherhood. Oh, lucky old lady. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Third century. Fourth era, year 200. The mechanical... We're almost done. We're almost done. 
Why do you have to warn them? They like this. I just give them a heads up, you know. Whatever. I know, because I'm parched. Anyway, the fourth era, <laughs> year 200, the mechanical heart, the power center of the clockwork city, finishes construction of the city 207 years after the death of its founder, Sotha Seal. And we all know the world is a little bit better when all of them folks are dead. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Falm CV, but whatever. Uh, I just thought it was pretty cool that the mechanical heart continued to work for 207 years, and it finished Clockwork City. That's pretty, pretty, that's cool. pretty good design. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd patent that if I were him. Yeah. <laughs> slap a slap a big old patent on that sucker and make some money. All right, here we go. Fourth era, year 201. This. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No. This is a big okay. year for Tabriel. Okay. Thanks, Dad. Ulfric Stormcloak kills Torig, the High King of Skyrim, in solitude. The, Stormclo the Stormcloak Rebellion has begun, <clears throat> dividing the people of Skyrim between the Stormcloaks, obviously led by Ulfric Stormcloak, and the Imperial Legion, led by military governor General Tilius. The Stormcloaks, who believe the Nord's traditional way of life is at risk, oppose the Imperials who believe Skyrim is part of the Empire and should follow its laws and customs. Now, same year, Alduin the World Eater, a massive dragon, attacks and destroys the town of Helgen on the 17th of Last Seed. The dragons have returned to Tamriel upon this day, initiating the actions of the last dragonborn. That's you. The last known Dark Brotherhood Sanctuary is attacked by Pentius Ocalatus, the Emperor's Espionage and Protection Organization. Get that guy already. Mm -hmm. Many members of the uh, Dark Brotherhood Guild are lost during a sinister plot to kill Emperor Titus Mede II. The Thieves' Guild in Skyrim would be returned to its former glory thanks to the last Dragonborn. That is... If you chose to do that questline, you did that thing. Yeah, uh, the Dawn Guard, an ancient vampire hunting clan, would be reformed to combat the escalating threat of vampires in the region of Skyrim. Good expansion. And finally, my friends, Mirak, known as the First Dragonborn, reawakens on Solstheim. Why isn't Solstheim known for that? And is challenged by the last dragonborn. That's you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that, my friends, is pretty much the fourth era in a nutshell, even though I left out some smaller things. The deaths of some people, the births of some people, and some other relatively minor things. That was the fourth era. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you are officially caught up on everything Tamriel. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it doesn't mean yeah. our lore lessons are going to end because there's still a <laughs> metric poop ton of stuff for us to talk about, and we're going to continue doing oh. so. Oh, my gosh. Well, good job, dude. Seriously, I know that those were not the funnest things in the world for you to have to type up, but it's something you know that we had to cover, so props to you. I dude. love it, dude. I Freaking love doing phenomenal lore. job. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, that was good stuff. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Lore Seekers. Uh, 
uh, Volume 5, Episode 3. And if you did, you know, wherever you're listening, whatever podcast app you're using, whatever, we hope you leave us a review. And if you left us a review on iTunes, for every five-star review that we get, we show you some love with a shout-out right here on the show. And by the way, thank you to everybody who leaves reviews. We know we get reviews from all over, and we're super thankful. We really are. We read every one. But we hit a milestone for the USA this week, and pretty stinking excited. We hit over 160 iTunes reviews on USA, which is no small feat. And it's really, can't thank you enough. Seriously, we can't thank you enough. Cash, what we got this week? The first one we have is from Alakai76 from USA. After hearing about the show on Tales of Tamriel, oh, thank you, Tales. You guys are awesome. I started listening and have been marathoning through content the last three days. Really great energy and banter from you guys, as well as being informative. I've only been playing ESO for around three weeks, but have been deep diving into the game and lore. Been playing Elder Scrolls games since Morrowind and love the depth of the story. Thanks for the great content and entertainment. Also, Jibs, cover your ankles and stop being indecent. This is supposed to be a family-friendly content. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. That's very true. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for that review. Thank you very much. And I will be sure to keep my ankles covered. Yeah. You can uncover them when you shower. That's it. The next one is from Napa Willie from USA. I've been playing ESO for over four years. I have two accounts and at least 15 characters of all makes and models. Sounds like us. Wow. I've done the main storyline yeah. at least a dozen times, but I never caught all the lore until my girlfriend recommended your podcast. I don't know everything, and it's great to hear all the information that you guys have collected inside or in a concise, entertaining, and understandable format. Thank you. I will mentally correct you guys on occasion, but to my surprise, someone else reaches out to you guys for the same correction and your listeners get correct information immediately. So I always feel that what I hear will be reliable information. We try very hard, my friend. I absolutely love when you guys get into character and love the sound effects that you play behind your narratives. I honestly think there's no one in Tamriel who could do the job better. Thank you. Thanks for all the research and passion you put into your podcast. This one appreciates everything you do. Much appreciated. Agreed. Yeah. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Napa Willie. So yeah, uh, shout outs before we uh, before we move on. First up, we got Arametheus. Yeah. Big shout out to Arametheus. Uh, Arametheus been a little bit under the weather. And we just want to let you know, bud, that we're behind you, and we really hope you're on the mend, and lore seekers are all thinking about you. Get better, bud. Agreed. Well, you can always call us, 765-382-6961. Put it in your phone. Call us when something comes to mind. You can always call us. Line is always open. You can email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're wanting to grow the ever-growing community, and it is very formidable at this point... (laughs) It is. It's, it's scary, getting scary big. We're good, though. Our our application bot is is getting grilled. It's definitely under duress. <laughs> so anyway, uh, lordseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. Download Discord. Join our Discord server. You can apply by typing slash apply in the Apply to Guild channel. And you can always find this podcast wherever podcasts are free. And that's everywhere. And make sure you subscribe, by the way, because that way you can get the show automatically to your device Every single week when the episode drops. So for even more Lore Seeker content, check out our YouTube channel. 
YouTube.com forward slash Loreseekers. There's a lot of good content there, and oftentimes we'll put our streams there as well. And uh, you can always check out uh, for even more things. Maybe you want to try a fun experimental build in PvP or lore, learn more about the lore lessons. Read them in the written format loreseekerspodcast.com. Cash, where they can find this on Twitter. On Twitter, you can find Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can find myself, Cash, at LoreSeekerCash. The cash is with a K. And most importantly, my friends, the show. On Twitter, we are at LoreSeekersCast. On Instagram, we are at LoreSeekers. And on Twitch, we are twitch.tv forward slash LoreSeekersPodcast. Friends, one thing I'm going to start doing on the show every episode is when I sign off the air, I want to leave you with something encouraging to hopefully help you in your week, your walk of life, whatever it is. And that way, I just want to say this. You may be the only kindness that someone sees in your day. So make sure you take that moment to be the best human that you can be, even when it drives you nuts. Be as awesome as someone else as you can. Stay safe. That's what she said. (laughs) Stay awesome. Oh, way to ruin the the, the serious moment. What? And have a great week. What do you mean? This is what I put up with on a daily basis. This is what what it is. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. Dilly dilly! Dilly dilly!